Have you ever found yourself struggling with information overload? Have you ever felt both overworked and underutilized? Do you feel busy but not productive? If you answer yes, the way out is to become an essentialist. You want to know how to do it? Let's begin. Today's summary is going to be Essentialism by Greg McKeon. And well, part one, essence. What is essentialism all about? The simplest idea to picture it is saying that less but better. Instead of less is more, less but better. Sounds nice, right? The way of the essentialist implies learning to notice the difference between what matters and what doesn't. Learning to filtrate all the options and be able to select only those that are truly essential. Essentialism is not about like doing more things, it is about doing the right things. It also doesn't mean doing less for less. It is about the investment of the smartest like time organization and energy administration so that you can operate by doing a high contribution, by only doing what's essential. Instead of dividing your energy in many activities, it is, it is way more effective to concentrate it in just one activity. The essentialist deliberately distinguishes the few vital things from the trivials. He is able to eliminate what's non-essential and the obstacles to get to what is essential. In other words, essentialism is a disciplined, like, focused, that becomes systematic to determine where your highest point of contribution lies and then making the execution so that you can get to that point without much effort. The essentialist way is the path to being in control. And now, let's see why non-essentialism exists. It is mostly because of two great reasons, social pressure and the idea that we can have it all. In terms of social pressure, we are in a constant competition. There is always someone better than us, someone richer, and it's impossible not being able to notice that, right? And it's impossible not being able to think about it sometimes. Besides, all the self-help and like self-improvement books like want you to see that and they want you to get to that and it's like also a kind of a social pressure and we on social media see only the smallest number of successful people we don't see the ones that are in between the average ones no we see the greatest or the worst and we are subconsciously pressured to get to a level like theirs and well the so big idea that we can have it all and that we should be able to do it all. Everybody believes that. You see it in publicity, you see it in corporations, it is encrusted in job descriptions because they like list a huge amount of abilities and experience that are required as a standard. It is integrated in university applications that require dozens of extracurricular activities. And well, but it is humanly impossible to actually be able to like do it all and to a good level. You know, it is a myth and it's very harmful. 
Believing in this results in many stressed people that are trying to like put everything together in their already overloaded lives. We create like corporative settings that talk about balance between work and life, but they still expect their employees to be on their phones and doing their jobs 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. The key to getting better is evaluating the elements in your life and eliminating what you don't need and execute only what you must do. If something is essential in your life, it's because it's the right thing. And well, if it's the right thing, then you have the right reason to do it. And it is the right time to do it. Everything that doesn't like comply to that is trivial and you should eliminate it. Remember that you can choose between what goes and what stays. Being able to choose is a gift that you have. Being able to take decisions for yourself and not letting someone else take decisions for you. You have that power. You are not impotent. Meanwhile, it is true that many things we cannot control, but there are so many other things that you can. Now, part two, exploring. Do you know what is one of the most pleasant advantages of being an essentialist? You will have time to spare with this time you can explore but i mean like really explore not like you think you're exploring and by the way you're wrong you may think oh but i do explore opportunities i have if i have free time i get a new job or i learn something new i like get into a new class or something this you're only doing due to social pressure As we said before, you're only putting more and more activities into your day so that you can like be on top of everything like you think everybody is. Actually, you're making responsible for more things than you already were. And responsibility is a load on you. This is the opposite of what an essentialist would do. An essentialist wouldn't like overload himself or, her or herself just because they want to be able to show off or something like that. Obviously, they would seek to learn, but in a much more relaxed way, without having that extra responsibility, you know what I mean? And well, to be able to really explore, you have to be relaxed. The only way to be relaxed is being able to like not having any due dates on your head or maybe having like pressure to finish something or maybe having a really urgent obligation. An essentialist will first free him or herself from the responsibilities that they have and that they know are not priorities. With their mind at ease, they will open new environments and perspectives. And even in your normal routine, you can learn new things. You only need to pay attention to what you had not noticed before. You have to listen what people don't say. You know what I mean? Like body language, things like that. Learning how to read people. You can find the essence of the information that they are giving to you. And well, there is a saying that says God is in the detail and well, or the devil's in the detail works either way. And that is because details tell so much more than words or even actions themselves. 
with details you find like careless clues that are left behind like information about some aspect or another and information about people that is really useful so take a deep look into like what you normally do like try to really pay attention to the details and another really good thing that essentialists are able to have is that they have time to sleep and i mean really sleep well i mean normally you sleep like what six or seven hours and well essentialists get to sleep eight hours not like the common employee and I bet if you're a student, you are also familiarized with like staying up late at night and things like that. But sleeping is actually really very important for your mind and for your general health. Being able to have time for things like this should be a priority, right? And well, you're probably wondering, how do I know what to prioritize? Well, there is actually a very simple way of doing that. Ask yourself if you should or if you want to do a certain thing. The answer shouldn't be just, yeah, okay, yeah, I have to do it, or yeah, I want to do it, or yeah, I guess so. The answer should be hell yeah, or just no. Don't do it if you just, yeah, sure, why not? It should be a real yes. It is either worth it or it isn't, and period. Part three, eliminating. Well, do you remember like from time to time, maybe you go to your cell phone's gallery and you see all the ugly pictures or the ones that are not useful. Maybe you took a screenshot of your blocked screen or something. And well, then you're just sitting there and you see them and you're like, okay, I'll eliminate it. Well, you should be like that with everything, not just with your phone gallery. First of all, you have to have like things clear for your life, but like, I mean, really clear for every area of your life. Ask yourself like about everything that you're doing, about, about everything that you have. Ask yourself if, if those things are actually making you get better and making you closer to your goals and closer to what you really want in life. And I mean, it's either yes, no, yes, no. When you have everything clear of what, like, what actually is useful and what isn't, then you can edit. Addition, elimination, I mean, it's the same thing. You edit, it's uh, like a clear elimination of what's not trivial, what's not important and or irrelevant. And well, to be able to become a great essentialist editor in life, you have to do the following. First step, reduce the options. When taking decisions, like try to eliminate as many options as you can, because that is the essence itself of making decisions, right? Process of elimination. This no, this no. So it has to be between these two. Try to get to that point. And well, actually, the Latin root for decision is cis or sit, and it literally means to cut or kill. Then, step number two, you must condensate. Reduce the relationship between effort and results. Try to eliminate like multiple senseless activities that you actually are doing within your day and replace them Try to replace them with just one activity that is really significant. Like, try to condense these steps, you know what I mean? 
Now, step number three, correcting. Compare your regular activities or behaviors with your real and final intention. If they are incorrect or like inconsistent with your goals, you have to edit them. Becoming an editor also includes knowing when to show moderation. Becoming an essentialist means having to cut, condensate, and correcting. And it should become like a, like a part of our routine, like of our daily routine if you want it. Like you should be able to do this every day with every action. Now, changing the subject. It is also very imperative to establish limits. You must establish limits so that you can protect your time and free yourself from the agenda of other people. You already have enough problems, right? So don't get involved in other people's problems. You can always say, no, I don't want to go to that place or no, I don't want to commit to this. You can say no. Like, don't let the bad humor of someone or the critic of other people scare you or impede you from saying no. They don't live your life. They don't have the right to, like, make an opinion like that of you. And on another note, if it's your boss or something like that that is asking you something extra, and well, you... I mean, he's your boss, right? You cannot be so rude to him or something like that, right? Something subtle that you can do is asking, what should I prioritize? And then you explain, like, I have, I mean, you also ask me to do this and this and this. What's more important? You get what I mean? And then you will have probably more time to do all the other stuff that you already had to do. And you're not suffering. And well... Uh, at least like that you can know what to do first and you will have like the correct time to do it. Now, part number four, executing. There's a story about two woodcutters. I don't know if it sounds familiar, maybe you heard it before. Well, the thing is that the two dudes are there cutting wood with their axes, right? One of them works really hard. He makes a great deal of effort and he suffers while he's doing it because, he, I mean, he gets tired of doing that, right? And well, and he ends up with his day cutting a certain amount of wood. And, the, and he thought he cut way more wood than the other dude because the other dude took tons of breaks and all of that. So... The thing is that this first dude, the one that works a lot, compares his job with the other dudes, the one that took breaks, and the dude that took breaks, like, actually ended up cutting way more wood than him. And, well, the dude asks him, how the hell did you do it? I worked so much more than you. And the other dude says, well, in my breaks, I sharpened my axe, and that allowed me to cut way more easily and faster than you. This story can express the saying, don't work more, work better. And well, that comes with essentialism. So let's talk about how to make that possible. The first key is extreme preparation. I mean, people critique sometimes the ones that plan their outfits day before and things like that, right? Like, oh my God, you cannot plan everything. Stuff like that, but you heard it. And well, 
the thing is that preparation actually allows you to think of the obstacles before running into them and like thinking of possible solutions and if you plan ahead and you really plan well you can think of various scenarios various obstacles and have a solution ready for all of them being ready and not wasting time thinking in solutions when you actually are in the moment that you run into an obstacle saves a lot of time it also saves a lot of effort and resources because maybe because you didn't because you didn't prep maybe you are like i don't know maybe you have to buy gas out of the blue and it's really far away and then you have to spend money in a taxi and in this and the other one you see it saves resources thinking in different scenarios is also a good alternative because you have a plan for everything, right? You remove obstacles and you clear the way for your ex for your execution. That way it will be swift and precise. And it will also help you find the easiest way, the shortest road. And I mean that will really help you out because and it will be satisfying because you know I think I said that before in some other summary that human beings are like actually really lazy and they always choose like the simpler path. So it will be really satisfying when you actually make it. And well, um, if you get that shorter route, your body and mind will be really happy and they will actually get to love the process and each time it will be easier and easier. You won't get lazy like other times because I bet you like tried to make a change and then you were like, no, today I'm too, I don't know, tired or something. That's just laziness, right? And well, so go and prep your routine without obstacles, with many solutions, and make it as simplest as you can. That way you can get used to it much quicker. And if you need to change your habit or something like that, I advise you episodes 21 and 24 of the podcast because they are filled with advices about habits. And well, guys, that was it, the summary of the book Essentialism. I hope you really like it. I think it has some great advices and it makes you like take a good perspective or of how your life is going. And well, don't forget, if you want to read the whole book, you can go to the, there's a link in the description that takes you to Amazon to buy it. So well, I hope you have a good week. Goodbye.